And it is after five. So um, we have some, I guess, some house cleaning on the last episode. Yeah, Uh, we do. Someone uh, brought to my attention that we should have mentioned. Oh, I've had a whole (laughs) bunch of conversations about this. God damn it. Now I can't. Where is it at? Because I want to get it right. He... He was talking about Gary Busey being the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. In what movie? Professional. No, no. Oh, it was no, the bad guy weapon. Lethal oh, Weapon. Lethal, was a- it lethal? And in Under Siege. It was Under Siege. So in yeah. Under Siege 2, they hired Gary Busey again as the bad guy, forgetting that he died in the first one, and they had to pay <laughs> him out for the entire movie, even though he was wasn't it in it. The same people, or did somebody yeah. else produce the movie? I think it was the same or for whatever reason, it got skipped over the fact that he died in the first one. And so they hired him to do the second one. And then he was and like, he signed the contract and that whole time. He was just like, all what right, are, these people are so stupid. I'm just going to run with this until they figure it out. Like, and maybe if they, they have don't bring me back from the dead. And that's yeah. probably when he was eating what, like cornflakes and kerosene or whatever was the rumor going around that his <laughs> that breakfast his consisted of. Yeah. Something like that. That was the thing. I remember hearing that a long time ago. So I had it had one, um, so somebody said, hey, you do know um, that the Wes and Bennett were played by the same actor. No and, shit. Oh, yeah. And I, and I said, of course I did. But he let himself go considerably in between. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, a great disappointment to realize that fucking, you know, Bennett and I can't remember the guy's name um, now, the, the, the actor. But uh, yeah. Ver- is it? Vernon Wells. I don't anyway, know if I'd know yeah. if you said it. And then the other thing that came up, I believe maybe Keegan, you were on this conversation with Randy Bly, who said, You guys forgot <laughs> the most epic 80s martial arts movie, Jim Cotta. Oh, Jim Cotta's pretty good. And then he sent the, I, I'd the never clip heard of, of the pommel horse scene, <laughs> <laughs> which I. He said it is one of the most amazing, you know, I don't know if it was grandiose, but one of the words he used to describe it, the the whole movie was bewildering. (laughs) And I thought that after watching the pommel horse scene, I was indeed bewildered. Nick Nick was watching me like go through that text message thread and I was crying, (laughs) laughing (laughs) for like 20 minutes about the whole thing. We we were to be fair. I'll defend this. We weren't talking about martial arts movies. No, we were talking about action movies. Th- that's true. I, I did bring up Ooh. American Ninja. You did, but that's a ninja movie. That's not even a martial arts movie. I can't argue with that. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. I'm it's very good. It, you know the it's like, a specific division. category because yeah. you go kung fu movies mm-hmm. and then you go like oh yeah. Then you go Bruce that's Lee a, movies. They're their own category. Yeah, that's true. They're not kung fu movies. Nobody's saying Enter the Dragon is like an action movie. No, it's a Bruce Lee movie. Exactly. Right? And then you have ninja movies. So Shokasugi, the whole bunch. You can even include all the three ninja movies if you want. I'll even include... What was the... Was, uh, that, was that a text thing or a direct Instagram That was thing? a text. Oh. 
Man. What was the Chris Farley ninja movie? I was just thinking, is that like Hollywood ninja or... <laughs> like Beverly Hills ninja. Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's You're the great white fat ninja everybody's talking about. <laughs> and then they, I, they turned that into a cartoon, didn't they? That panda movie or whatever. Is that what it is? No, but it just popped into my head and I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Well, first Kung Fu Panda. There we go. Man, you just made a an error. If I was if I was twenty and you said that, it'd be like, did you just mix up ninjutsu and kung fu? You son of a bitch. That's an insult. I apologize to anybody out there who happens yeah. to be fluent in those things. We, we probably have a lot of apologies for that last episode to make for that last episode. I just apologize for it completely. Oh, okay. And then we can be over it. Uh, okay. <laughs> but on. following, you know, when, uh, you know, Jim Cotta, apparently the poster is like a new kind of martial arts combat, the skill of gymnastics, the kill of karate. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. And he's actually fucking <laughs> kicking two ninjas at the same time. And one of them is dropping his scythe. As he falls out of the way, the other guy, one of, it's a ninja with a submachine gun. I'm totally not clear on if that's even part of the rules, but it should be because, I mean, historically, the ninja adapted whatever technology that they're they were trying to kill people, not hold up some weird ideology like a samurai. Okay, there were yeah. little. That's yeah. um, the first uh, who killed Oda Nobunaga was an Iga clan, and he used an. Um, it starts with an A. I can't remember the name, but it's like a projectile. Okay. It's like, it the newest form of projectile shooting. Of course they would use fucking guns. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just, you know. I, I, I wanted to be a dick and say an arrow, but I know it's not what you meant. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> it's an atl Yeah, it's not an atl but it's like on that same, it's like a crossbow, like but it has some weird function. I weapon remember. that starts with A for yeah. 200. Fuck. And I would lose it. What I is? would know who he killed. Oda Nabotica, and then it would be like, Fuck, I forgot. And then I'm dead. Yeah, because I just got killed with a weapon I couldn't name. Um, and so after Jim Cotta, I, I, I said to Randy that Showdown in Little Tokyo also didn't make the cut. Right. And that right there, two of the you know former superpowers of the genre. And uh, That's true. I mean, there's a lot of movies that I <laughs> forgot about that should have been included in that list. And as far as like the best villain goes, I put the Kurgan in. I just, I just had to say Clancy uh, mm. Brown as the Kurgan in. Do you know somebody Islander, mentioned but... uh, the actor from um, uh, Inglorious Bastards, the Nazi guy? That was a really oh. good fucking character. Oh. What's his yeah, name? Yeah. Christoph. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vault. Yeah, yeah, or something. Um, yeah, he's couple. Yeah, that was that was amazing. So the the best. The, and, and the uh, I mentioned the Kurgan okay. and Highlander. Yeah, Randy comes back. I got dressed up like him for Halloween one year. Then sure. proceeded to get insanely all caps oh. wasted and run around Richmond with a real broadsword, terrifying many many people at keg parties. Did he say like slashing couches or something? He like said that. just running into someone's house party, screaming there can be only one, and hacking at couches and shit. I just lost my so I'm like almost. I might have outdone him. Okay. My cousin and I, because we are obsessed with ninja movies, yeah, we dressed up on Halloween, at, and this is kind of meta, as the skeletons in Karate Kid, the same costumes uh, that Cobra Kai dressed yes. up as. So we were like a costume within a costume within another movie that was a costume. 
And then we went to a bunch of parties and we just bullied people. We like pushed them and like tripped people. It did totally sweep the legs. You totally <laughs> did dickhead things to people. I don't know. Running in with a broadsword like a fucking crazy person That's and hacking good. up someone's furniture. I just feel like, did that just happen? You guys, did you see that? Like he was in and out in like 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't I, know, man. Yeah, I hope there's only one. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope there is only one. Because <laughs> if he comes, if somebody else comes in and does that, dude, we got no place to sit. So, and then Vince mentioned, because you talk about action movies, and he, he mentioned, I think it was Vince. Oh, yeah. He mentioned Karate Kid. And it, it hadn't dawned on me that he had never watched Cobra Kai, the series. Have you guys watched that? I haven't, but that's yeah, the YouTube one, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like one of the greatest shows you could watch if you watched Karate Kid. Point being is they took the story and they reversed it so that you saw the story from his point of view. Right. And they took it to show that actually he was the bad guy and that Johnny is the one who's being pushed around and taken advantage of. So that goes through, they like actually go back to all the scenes where he's like, man, I was just hanging out with my girlfriend. He came and like hit on her and then he like pushed me. And it goes and shows that same thing in the film and he's like I was just defending myself and then it shows him like and he's like and then he got this asshole old guy to like beat us up we were just a bunch of kids and it shows Mr. Miyagi beating up kids he's like what a fucking dick and, like, and it shows like Daniel's son today is like a successful douchey fucking car dealership owner which I think is Ralph Macchio's actual job dude it's like you have to go watch it it's really fucking good Oh man, that might be on tap tonight. All right, so yeah. we. Uh, I know what we're so, up to. last lethal weapon last night. Uh, two nights, two nights ago. ago. Two nights, two nights ago. ago. Yeah, I did. All four of them are on Netflix right now. Oh, okay. No shit. Yeah, I just love that opening scene when it's Christmas. Like, I actually got to text someone. So when um, who's who's the the brunette that's in the hotel room with the daughter that leaps or was pushed. What's her name? I don't remember. Dolly? I don't remember her name. You're going to see who you, you're going to, are you going to bust? I can't remember her name, but uh, one of the guys, when they're like processing her, letting her go home in the morning after questioning her or whatever. And one of the guys says like, all dressed up and no one to blow. <laughs> and, uh, and she looks at him, she goes, you hilarious. And I was able to send that text to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you hilarious. Like, because it, Whatever post I was responding to, uh, anyway. So I got what a classic movie. I don't want to get into it, but it just it brought me back. He painted, so good. painted. You mean tattooed? Yeah, like that. <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> oh, oh man, <laughs> like there's so many. Oh, I, that's, there really like, are. It, it's it is a nonstop bunch. Like fuck, I might have to the watch Danny it. Glover neck crack when he shoots his gun is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. So Nick Laz, what'd you make? Give, yeah. So we should now we're officially now that the intro, the prologue is done. <laughs> we're going to officially start the podcast with the Nick Laz describing the cocktail of the episode. Yeah. So since I'm out in quarantine, out of quarantine, at the, we're, we're all quarantined. Yeah, we're all quarantined. We're quarantined whatever. in the great city of Salt um, Lake. I figured that we're since, not leaving. Since I'm around, <laughs> I might as well put my trade to use. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> Back to Mark's comment with the right hand and left hand. And uh, 
we have kind of a, a variation of uh, Black Manhattan that I made uh, for this evening. Uh, it's got um, some rye whiskey, some bourbon, and then some Sicilian Amaro and some Angostura bitters and a smoked orange peel over it. But uh, Smoked with a lighter. Yeah, lighting things on fire. <laughs> can can never say no to that. That's why no. tiki bars are so rad. They just light things on fire all night. And the thatched grass roof never catches on fire, and I don't understand that. Well, it's never over the bar. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's just... Uh, yeah, here we are. So hope, hopefully everybody it is, um, enjoying it. It is tasty. It's easy. It's like kind of it's super dangerous. And then Keegan <laughs> came up with the uh, the name earlier <laughs> for the, it. The Death Surge. Yeah, we're definitely calling it the Death Surge. I love that. That, that is a, that is a cocktail name, and that's just taken ripped straight from the headlines. The recipe will be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Along with the video of the of the bat. No. Security check. What Security is check. It's like uh, we got, we got no motion sensor. We got a dog alert this time. Exactly. Got to check them all out. Yep. Got to check them all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nicholas, this is tasty. You like it? Yeah. You can tell me no, even I, on the podcast. I'm not gonna hurt my feelings. No, I, I I am in full agreement with you about how dangerously tasty. It's real dangerous. Yeah. Um, FYI, too, just pour yourself more. That's how this works. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Totally. Wait, <laughs> but that's not. But there's a bartender in the house. Like. Yeah, but we batch this cocktail to make it easy, so it's, oh, not, it's okay. not. Nobody needs to get up and in the brand new nonprofit yeah. um, batch cocktail bottle. I like it exactly that we made the other so day. So I'm generally a whiskey, bourbon, scotch, neat kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what a black Manhattan is. Um, a black Manhattan is a new classic, as you would say in this. Uh... Like a new black metal classic. <laughs> Ooh, kind of like yeah. that band. That- we were, uh, um, <laughs> whose vocalist we were just referring to. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. but that's new American metal. Um, that's not, yeah. And it's not black. Nah. Nah. Um, so essentially it's a Manhattan, but you take out the vermouth that you would normally have and you put uh, Italian Amaro. Okay, uh, that was what it, you were telling me about. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and Amaro is going to add like the same like sugar that you would have in a vermouth, but okay. instead of having like the bitterness come from like the main like the quinine or quinoa bark or like bitter orange peels uh from the vermouth you just get like the a darker bitter uh from this like really dark amaro amaro just for everyone to know is the italian word for bitter and these are kind of like digestives like traditional yeah. alcohols that are drank in italy and actually over eastern europe too uh, for digest- digestive purposes. And I've actually been out on the town tying one on many nights. And uh, I get heartburn pretty bad sometimes when I drink too much and I'll slam a shot of Amaro and it's always gone. I thought that was like Ferne Branca or something. No, that's A Amaro. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, absolutely. Kind ah. of like the king of like all of them right now. Ah. Uh, but this is the one that I found is from Sicily. And I was like, oh, yes, one, please, because I love everything from that island. All right. Yeah. Super fun I stuff. Think, I'm, I, I think I had, uh, um, when I was with Zerk, it was the first first time I, uh, we were at Rye, and I think we had a Palo Santo Manhattan. Probably did. They used the Palo Santo to either smoke the glass smoke or the, smoke the cocktail yeah. in a container of sorts. Yeah. 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 Where this one, I just heated up the essential oils on the orange peel. Uh-huh. Held the flame over and then lit the lit the essential oils as you squeeze the orange peel on fire and they kind of it sprays out with the smoke all over the glass. And I and I did get a um, 
a, I think I got a, got an adequate photograph of the uh, the <laughs> flames. Well, we have we, ha- we have glass. more if we need another photograph. So we're talking okay. Palo Santo, that same yeah. like stick of wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah smokes smells the, smokes the glass, and I, yeah. there might have. I don't know if there was an extract of from it as well as yeah. the smoking, but it. Um, but those were dangerously dangerous. Is that right in uh, Las Vegas? No, that was right uh, oh, here. right here on uh, yeah, yeah. Fifth okay. East and uh, yeah. to whatever they south. Do a, they do a good job and, in this town with cocktails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And awesome. that was also the night that Thurk and I arrived back here and found Joe Holmes in the parking lot, <laughs> one bottle of wine deep, <laughs> which preceded episode whatever that was. In vino veritas uh, was the title of it, and I yeah. Okay. Oh, anyway, good times. Um, but we did want to speak about some serious shit today, because, um, well, I, I I put my tinfoil hat on and did a little internet <laughs> research yesterday. You know, I've been doing some reading about some stuff, and my kids know. aren't getting vaccinated. The earth is flat, and the rumbling, the earthquake. Yeah, that was the founding fathers rolling over in their graves, <laughs> and 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 five G creates flu like symptoms that you can die from. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to limb. Yeah. Um, I completely sympathize with anybody who has, um an inkling to conspiracy theories or, or, or they're held up on some unprovable asinine idea. The reason being is because it makes total sense. Scientists will get so mad because they're like, ah, the evidence and it's here. It has nothing to do with evidence. It has to do with a a complete mistrust of authority. And you should have a complete Wait, mistrust of authority. <laughs> and so period. if you mistrust authority, you shouldn't be doing what they're telling you to do right now. You should be using the high level of intelligence that you believe you possess in order to make decisions about your behavior and how that's going to affect you and the world around you rather yeah. than just blindly following. Yeah. And, uh, like, and now it's even better. Now they're like, now it's like a full blown shame thing. If you question anything about what's going on, it's like, you're the biggest fucking idiot that's ever lived. And yet nobody knows what the fuck is going on. I, like the, the simple, <laughs> exactly. this basic thing, uh, man, it's exploding. Look at all the tests everywhere. And you're like, yeah, they're testing. So of course there's going to be tests. There were that have there results. were exactly. there there were only <laughs> X number of tests done and X and that produced X number of positive results, and then there were more tests being done and there were more positive results. Yeah. Uh, do you, anybody see the correlation? I mean, I'm just like, look at the spread of the virus. I'm like, look at the spread of the testing. I'm sorry, it, folks. And according to like, our wonderful leader, we've done more testing than any other country in the world. And ours and, is the most beautiful test. And we, as far as I <laughs> the know. most magnificent, beautiful test there ever was. And we also have uh, the most cases, right? So that would make that makes sense to some degree. We do the most testing. We have the most cases. Do we have the most cases? I believe we do. Now, yeah. At this, at this point? Yeah. Oh, I believe so. Huh. Wow, we got some. Oh, we got a lot of people here. The most reported USA. cases. You, oh, is that? What are we talk about? <laughs> we're winning. Talk about. I think we're winning. So I, I do. I, I really do. I feel like when somebody is like, they say something stupid, like coronavirus doesn't exist. I go, yeah, I feel you. Like I don't trust a fucking word that comes out of anybody's mouth anymore. Yeah. Because it's usually to make money. You're told something. 
Yeah. From birth. That that's yeah. what it is. You're told from a very young age that this is true and this is not and Santa Claus and Jesus and and Big Brother. They're all the same fucking character. Santa Claus. No. Santa Claus came from a mushroom. Uh, Jesus, Jesus came too. from the nope. burning bush, which was something Jesus. that released DMT, right? Jesus or, came from uh, a mushroom too. Specifically, oh. a guy, this is a really weird story, but there's a guy who who's the only agnostic on one of the academics that was studying the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh, right. And he found yeah. a language error, and he went back to decipher the language error, and he found that the word um, in, in, I can't remember what language it came from, but Jesus meant... Um, a mushroom and and it the translation is the semen of god from the semen of god comes the the anointed and so what they're meaning is like when it rains things grow yeah so like the rain is god's semen gives life okay. and three days after it rains you have mushrooms and if you eat it you will experience god you you will enjoy the flesh that's why it was called the flesh of the gods <laughs> all right then so um i was introduced to uh i said so what was the third character big brother big where'd brother. he get that motherfucker came from 5g i'm sure no. <laughs> <laughs> or something i don't is my hat working i think so okay um so i was introduced to a new word today nice i'm gonna i, I um I, I won't necessarily be able to use it in a sentence okay. but uh um it came from eric matthews and he had posted an article about like, okay, here are a, a whole bunch. There's like this, an inordinate amount of information out mm. there now, especially in this time. And people have a lot of time to sort of research and try and reach it, and figure out what's going on. Um, and so he was posting some sites that uh, some methods by which you could verify the the truth of a particular thing. Mm. And and one of the, one of the words that uh, is being used to describe he used in his article to describe what is happening right now is infoxication. <laughs> so information <laughs> intoxication, infoxication. And there's so much information that it's really hard to discern what is real and what is not. And so I sent back saying, dude, that is fantastic. That word. And he goes, it's actually in the dictionary. It's a Webster's word. It's like, damn it. I'm kind of hoping you invented it. Cause it, when I read it, I was just like, why? Damn. I wish I had made that up. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. But, but I think that it, it totally describes what is happening, right? Like the overload of information. Yeah. You can't parse fact from truth. If that was ever the case or not is open to debate. But right now there is just a greater volume of shit to wade through. Well, so what happens when you overload a system with too much information, say a computer system? Shuts say down. Something. Oh, weird. <laughs> so, uh, in talking to uh, i talked to well played well played I, I am raising my glass to that uh, i talked to delili yesterday and she she called this an infodemic which i had never mm -hmm. thought about before but same idea with just information yeah. coming from everywhere about the same thing but nothing seems to be the same it, and one of the pieces that sort of like it, it came i don't know if it, it came out today i was um, made aware of it today was this white paper that was put out um, by a couple of Belgian scientists. One of them is like an, an engineer. One of them is like the aerodi in the, involved in the aerodynamics of 
uh, sports aerodynamics. Oh, right. Um, and the other guy's a civil engineer, a couple of civil engineers, and then the global industry director for healthcare, sports, and construction. Um, but they put out this white paper about um, aerosolization and, 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 and transmission by air. And, and when you're, you know, running or riding a bike, then, you know, there's this, the, 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 there's a wake behind you of infection or potential infection. And so cyclists should stay more than 65 feet away from all pedestrians, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and, you know, social distancing, like it's more, it's important. And then they came up with these cool graphs and the graphs got screenshotted and sent all around. And now it's, and, um, and then vice, um, uh, came out with an article that basically said, Hey, this isn't a scientific paper. This is what's called a white paper. These guys did this thing. Mm -hmm, They did some studies. They, they hypothesized, they made some diagrams and they put it out. It's not. So I guess white paper means not peer reviewed and not even reviewed. And, you know, and, and not, you know, in the sense that people are taking this as fact, the guys who wrote the paper said, Hey, it's important to get some ideas out right now. So we're doing that ahead of the, the, you know, the peer review and sort of verification. Um, and so people are, so it's taking the whole, it's allowing people to basically take this whole idea of like social distance shaming to a whole new level. Like, get away from me. You're being selfish. You're going to affect and kill all the people. And I'm just like, you just wanted to be told to stay home. So there's, and, and, and and the only way you're going to stay home for longer and watch Netflix is if you help, you know, is if you become like the social distancing police. Yeah. So is that saying putting out ideas that aren't necessarily factual is good right now because it gets the I, wheels turning? I, I'm not against it. So they, and, and, and I don't even know if the paper was published. One of the guys who was involved in the writing of it gave an interview to somebody a television station or something in Belgium, I think. And then uh, I'd have to go back and reread the Vice article, and I'm too lazy to do that, actually, in this moment. <laughs> but um, so they didn't, like, it, it, was the, it was the interviewer that compiled all of, you know, the, the little bits and pieces and then found a link to the paper, whatever. And, and it was that media institution that put it out. Um, so it doesn't matter. It's out there now. Right. People are using it. And it's just... And it's another thing of like, oh no, five G. You know, you can you can you can transmit microbes via microwaves because they both start with the same three letters, four <laughs> letters. You know, or like whatever. Like it means really five really letters. Small. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and take you that tinfoil hat off. You'll and, think better. And and you can't see it either. Like. Neither the back the microbes nor the microwaves. Like all of this shit is fairly theoretical. Like it's still theoretical. Like yeah, there's a theory and gravity is a theory, and maybe that's not the same word we use in conspiracy theory, but it is like uh, I I mean the proof for the existence of is still uh, disprovable. Like it's still falsifiable. Okay. Like the and this is maybe so what made me fall off my skateboard and break my arm that didn't actually happen i'm just yeah, hy- yeah. hypothesizing but um was Co- like coordination <laughs> 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 which is also that's that's not provable but that is demonstrable <laughs> and i demonstrated a lack of coordination 
uh, and skill in my contact prior, just prior to my contact with the Earth. <laughs> we've sent we've sent a satellite Voyager out into deep space using theoretical physics that were yeah. based on relativity. Okay, but, Relati- which, which, but that was all he all he came up with that shit in quarantine, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, that's, that's where good shit happens. But like. That theory doesn't line up with the other theory that helped get the satellite out there, uh, which is quantum physics. Those things negate each other. They that, That's why they're trying to find a unifying theory of everything, because those two completely negate each other. So, but they believed they could shoot but the rocket they, out there, so it went. But they're both true. And so, although... You know, viruses may true, gravity may be true, but the the un, the overall picture may actually be false. We're in okay. a simulation, Mark. You didn't actually fall off your bike. Skateboard. I was just I was oh. just skateboard. I was just being. T- wait, I was. Just, Michael's in a different simulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Different, different pill. You're two two wheels versus just, four. My small computer ones. can compute Mark on a skateboard. <laughs> Fuck! I used to commute to school on a skateboard. Longboard. Uh, Skinny banana board. Um, I had a variety. Oh, nice. Um, you know the 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 uh, the first one was a uh, a bane, um, b a h n e. Yeah, it was like yeah. a powder blue straight flat yeah. deck. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up with uh, for a, a standard Fiberflex, which was a little bit longer, um, and that had like the nice camber built into it. Then I had a Henry Hester cutaway. Fiberflex, where you could really rock the turns if you had sticky and you could really carve if you had sticky enough wheels, um, which were starting to happen at the time. Um, And then I did at some point end up with an aluminum double kicker called a bonsai that was very short, had a, you know, kick tail in the front and the back. And that ended, I believe that caused a lot of contact with the pavement because that thing would develop high-speed wobbles that were unmanageable. Oh, yeah. I still have a scar on my back from... I I rode down 8 South. Fuck. <laughs> I, I, I've only ridden up it on my bike and, and, and realized, I mean, every time I ride up it on my bike, this, this is fucking steep, man. I don't have so, enough gear. It was so bad. I slid like 30 feet oh. on my back, on my shoulder blade. It was just like annihilated. Good thing you didn't have that tattoo yet. Yeah, they tattooed over it. How'd that and feel? I uh, was the same. It was rougher, but it, like it didn't hurt anymore. But it made a kind of funky spot. Yeah. So. What happens is this, it's more dense because of the scar yeah. tissue, which means they have to like if your tattooist knows what they're mm-hmm. doing, they have to turn up the machine and like, kind of like get after it a little bit more. But that's neither here. Or if your name is Galen, you don't ever not get after it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to lose this joke, and it's probably gone. But when you said a longboard, I thought you were going to say a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and both were true yeah yeah but there is actually selena has a longboard that's in our uh, storage unit and uh i'm not even tempted yeah i'm not never either. been tempted man that does not I, I was actually talking about the other day and one of the uh me and sam were going for a walk not in isolation because yeah Whatever. Domestic partners. I get it. Domestic partners. <laughs> Consciousness <laughs> consultant. That's what you got to say. Yeah. yeah. Domestic partners. I, I feel mean, like that's that like, now. I was just, you know, making out a will. And I don't well, know. What do you do? Like, I mean, we were walking around talking about holding how weird hands. shit was. Okay. Yeah, no. No holding hands, people. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably, he's, he's a fairly, like, 
long-limbed fellow. He could be six you, feet you away. You could be six Actually, feet away and touch his hand. Still, still hands. holding hands. Both of, yeah, it's true. Um, it's true. Anyway, we were talking about like, I don't know, risk. And this guy went flying past on a bicycle. And I say, see, I don't think that guy gets it yet. Like he doesn't realize that one wrong move puts him into a hospital and how fucked that is. And then, and then we saw some kids skateboarding and I go, you know, or, you know, maybe I'm wrong. And he was just like, I got to get home. And he was like fucking hauling ass. And then we saw some kids skateboarding and I was like, see, I, I have never been able to risk it with a skateboard. I've never found that it was worth it. I skateboarded a lot. But we've, we we had a conversation, I think, mm. among us about certain activities, like a, yeah. like a l- low risk, high risk, whatever. Yeah. Sean Kingry's been riding inside because he realized if he gets pasted by a car when he's riding outside yeah. that he's going to pressure, you know, put pressure on the system. Yeah. Um, guy, you know, unfortunately, um, killed up around the sundial or Lake Blanche. Oh, no shit. I think no yesterday. Um, and, you know, was an experienced outdoorsman you know, climber, skier, whatever, and had, you know, been on ski patrol at Park City for a little bit and wow. et cetera. And he was out, you know, probably scrambling around, fell, you know, uh, was able to get a cell signal call. I think I got some broken ribs and I kind of smashed my face in, Ugh. you know, mer- you know, mountain rescue went up and got him and, you know, and then he was not able to survive after he got in the hospital. Brain but, you know, uh, I Probably. you know doesn't doesn't uh. matter because he was going to get corona in the hospital anyway. So <laughs> he would no, like I mean I'm just kind of joking, but it's just like it, you, do you want to end up in the hospital right now? Yeah, no, hard no, hard no, hard no. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. for I mean, any reason. So and 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 that is then like oh we're modifying people's behavior because the resource that they are no, would normally rely on yeah. when they voluntarily accept risk um is something that they don't want to uh really subject themselves to that's what i thought was interesting is like the behavior like, modification if, of if you're situ- if you're up for you'll like notice like wait a second why was i so riskful before yeah because various <laughs> levels of safety net yeah. potentially and and you know and a lot of times, you know, you, especially if you're young, you're just like, well, fuck if it. I fuck up here, I'll just die. Yeah. Well, it turns out the human body can take a lot of fucking punishment. <laughs> and so, no, you might actually not. And then you might, you know, need some good friend to every day shove a capsule up your ass so that you can take a shit nice. for the rest of your life, you know, or whatever it is. It's a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They'd... I'm just imagining a person with no arms that has some debilitating gut disease. <laughs> <laughs> that was in my uh, head. I it, don't know. It's a weird place in that head, I guess. Um, I mean, I'll still trail. Like, I went for a long trail run yesterday. Not one fucking person. Um, what trail did you find where there were no say, fucking people? I gotta go hike by up where up you up are. By my house. <laughs> okay. Did this... Oh, you live in a neighborhood where nobody does anything. You're right. Yeah, they're yeah. all fat fucking Mormons. It, so like, huh. oh, sorry. <laughs> no, just fat fucking people. What they believe doesn't matter, man. Come or, on. Or oh, no, ninety percent could... of them are Mormons. We live above the temple for sure. They're, oh yeah, there's a high likelihood. Are you getting irradiated from that? Um... <laughs> or do you hear it when the trumpet is? Get... Do it's, I hear when bo- the trumpet gets struck by lightning <laughs> or do I hear when the <laughs> earthquake strikes <laughs> and the trumpet falls off? That one's downtown. Oh yeah. But um, I'm guessing, does that horn blow like <laughs> to call to prayer kind of thing like they do in, uh, in the some, of, some, of, some <laughs> other religions? 
It's I mean, I'm just curious. He's got a trumpet to his lips all the time. You know, I I could see some mountain bikers out in the distance <laughs> on the mountain bike trails. <laughs> I'm holding so, in. I, I, it's, just, it's not appropriate right now. <laughs> I mean, just just let me go with like 25% irreverence. Don't go. No, you know, no, no. I was gonna one up you. Don't like, go. We'll don't just go save full, that for the show notes. Look, look. You don't go full irreverent, man. <laughs> yeah, you'll end up in the hospital. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or disappeared. You might get sucked out of your motor vehicle while you're, you know, just driving along. Raptured. Aliens. Possibly. I mean, I don't know what they're worshiping. We, we I never serious, looked into it. I had a serious conversation about it aliens existing the other day. Wait, what? Was yeah. That, was that also with Sam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that was actually the jealous boyfriend of me. Uh, yeah. I was literally like, you know, it's hard to think about, but if, I mean, if you just take in all the information and let's say like that guy was telling the truth that there's a fucking spaceship at, you know, hangar 32 in area 51 or whatever that whole thing was blown out to be. And they have a Gravitron machine or like whatever. Like a gravitron, that's an assisted pull-up machine. Dude. So then we started thinking like, about, but way to bring it back to fitness because we are, yeah, a fitness gra- podcast, a gra- gravity machine, whatever you want to call it, then create black holes and bend time or whatever the fuck, which is you know that's cool, theoretically possible, just like gravity. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like your opinion, man. It is just my yes! opinion, just yes! my opinion. But and he's not. You're not even wearing the dude shoes. Can oh, you? I got Birkenstocks today. What are the odds? That's all I'll be wearing from here on out. <laughs> what right. are the odds that if aliens do exist, I'm not saying that they do or they don't, but what are the odds if they do that they are us, just our future edition of us, and they're revisiting? And like, that no wait wait, wait I'm not wait, done yet wait wait it's all fucked up we need to go back in time and fix some shit exactly and we have always been at this point so in in human history humans looking at their world have always been at the pinnacle of technology they have always been reaching towards the stars and some people have been digging into the earth we'll call that conservatism and progressivism that has always been the rift we're what about, always caught in this what about Landis? What about Atlantis? Yeah. Yeah, they would be, you know, I guess dedicated Earth people. (laughs) 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 In there, in there. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) You can kind of tell what kind of night we were having. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. You would be visited upon. Right. But isn't this like, this is like people either want to escape or they want to dig in. They either want to go back to our heritage and celebrate the Earth or they want to use technology to escape. Yeah. Okay, right? like those two options, and we've always been at this point in history. But no always. motherfuckers want to stay. Like I'm good. I'm good right here. Right. I like it. <laughs> got my compound. Got my bros. So uh, we're putting some we're, concertina wire up. We're, we're, we're fucking there. We're here. We're, we're getting. <laughs> we might be close. those people. And this is what made me think was like I'm kind of that person. I'm kind of split. I really appreciate the Earth, but I'm also also drawn to the stars. Like if they were like, hey. We're taking volunteers to try this experimental space program, and you'd just be launched out on a whatever. And it, man, I'd be really interested in that. I think it'd be really fucking cool. Would you have cell service? Probably. I mean, you have radio service if it's five G. Ooh, boom! Yeah. All right. Anyway, that was I, my um, <clears throat> way too I, high I, to think. I, I, I look forward to other evenings uh, <laughs> recounted after the fact. <laughs> I feel like that was the same night we were discussing the 
Jim Cotta. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it sounds like they were being far more productive. Yeah. I don't, no, maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Well, we yeah. got onto something really interesting, actually, that I thought was interesting. So um, pretend for a second that all magic is real. Done. And here's and here's what I mean by that. When you say you're being haunted by something, we're joking about, there's this thing called ancestral, um, ancestral trauma therapy. And oh man, I've what's done it. it. It's oh. really fucking dumb. Wait, wait, but, wait, wait. <laughs> l- let me just yeah. You know, just based on the name. Yeah, I'm guessing. You know, because there's ancestral way of eating and that kind uh-huh. of thing, and so no um, grains. Generally, <laughs> generally, therapy is is difficult. Right, kind of like sometimes it feels kind of like punishment. Does and what it felt you, like what punishment? What you, you call it again? <laughs> Ancestral. <laughs> so you're being beaten with <laughs> clubs, <laughs> you know, with the, within a weapon of the appropriate time. So, so if someone made, like if you go back far enough, they're just going to club you with a fucking rock. I made this joke, but then they discover leverage because <laughs> physics and shit like that, and then pretty soon it's like a rock on the end of a long stick, and that must Shillelagh. be the most. Yeah, Ooh, nice. so that must be the most fucked up part. Like, if you're Irish, that is fucked up. Oh yeah, <laughs> just beat me down Keegan. today. Keegan, like, yeah, how do you feel about that? Uh, my ancestors have yet to hit me with a shillelagh. So, However, <laughs> I feel like we could facilitate this if we really wanted to. So here, here's what gets weird because I made this joke during it because when they explained it in this room, we were doing some weird ceremonial music. Were you thing. with Steve? No. Okay. This is trying to get over Steve. This is no. I was with Sam again. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I mean, when you were doing the ancestral. Oh no! Thing. It wasn't. I was. I was representing somebody in Sam's family. Oh, so here's oh, how it works. Michael was getting hit by his ancestors. Yeah, I was hitting. Oh. I was being an ancestor hitting Sam. Got it. It gets oh. weirder. So I don't know if it could get much weirder, man. No, it, it does. does. There's it like does. nine other people in the room. Use your imagination. No. Oh, okay. You don't have to. I'll explain it to okay. you. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea. Nice uh, try, Nick. The idea. <laughs> like we were trying to get us out of this. I I look at it like, man, this is total bullshit. I need to go. This is the day we're leaving. We're it was the night before we were leaving for Australia, and I hadn't packed yet. So I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I don't want to do this thing. Uh, and so I was like getting ready to leave, and Sam goes. Hey, bro, will you represent me in my ancestral trauma therapy? And I was like, fuck. I, yeah, how long is this going to take? He's like, I don't know. It's like a half an hour or something. I don't know. 30 years, I think. <laughs> Three and a half fucking hours. That felt like 30 years, I bet. It did. Wow. And so there's other people in the room. This is where, how it works out. So um, he picks representations for things that he wants to see play out. And this is where it gets really strange. Um, I was representing Sam, but nobody knows what they're representing. You're just told to go where you feel like you need to go in the room. And so everybody's in this empty room and we start walking around. Human Ouija board? Yes, kind of. Except it gets weirder because people start like this fake confrontation with each other. And I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? I'm just sitting in the corner. And she's like, what do you feel? And the the lady directing it is like, what do you, uh, what kind of sensations are you having? I was like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, (laughs) that's my sensation. I'm Sam's Sam's ancestor that likes to leave. Like I would, I'm kind of split between heading for the stars and digging into the earth. But I don't know. So I'm kind of, I am seriously conflicted. So this whole thing plays out and it's, it's really monotonous and it gets kind of bizarre. Like people start 
shaking and doing weird shit and like i was like man they must be really into this like they know what's going on i don't know what the fuck is going on some snake dance kind of stuff. kind of so we leave okay. and it comes back down to like i talked to sam about it. i was like man that was bullshit and he's like man it was kind of useful and i was like seriously <laughs> sorry i just and mark goes, jumped if, a little if you like, were if you were watching our youtube channel you would have just seen me <laughs> And I go, uh, try and shake it off like a dog. <laughs> what? Why do you think it's useful? And he was like, I never realized I was ashamed of my dad until I saw somebody acting like him. And I was like, holy shit. And I was like, can you imagine? So we think that they're being literal when they say they're embodying the spirit of a person who is dead or a person or whatever. But come what on, if? Dude, come on, dude. What, I'm, okay, I'm watching the live. I just saw a guy walk by the oh. front door, and I'm watching the live view of the camera, and I'm just like, come I on, come in the parking lot. Come in the parking lot, motherfucker. And saw you watching it, and I was like, I'm ready to run. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's <laughs> so like, what? What if all along when we talk about like, oh, that person's spirit, or the, I'm being haunted by this thing, or I can channel this being? All we're channeling is an idea of somebody. Yeah. Right. That that's all it is. And, and it is actually not fake. It is actually very real because the only way your spirit lives on is through other people, their memory of you or the right. fiction of you. And that is you. You are your spirit is the idea of you. Therefore, when you're channeling somebody's spirit, not in a like astral plane kind of way, but just in the idea of like, oh, this is what I thought of this person, yeah. of what I know about them. That is essentially yeah. being a medium yeah. and i was like fuck that means and let me this this was profound for me because it was like this is people's belief their their belief in the religion like you take a, a a like a fairly solid catholic believer like the rosaries the fucking the whole bit the fucking yeah. sugar skulls the hair braids whatever the old italian as we say the smells and the bells yes right literally. like the like, whole thing literally what you're seeing is not somebody who believes in superstition. It's somebody who believes to see the world how they believe it. So they represent it with entities and spirits visiting. Yep. That's how they want the world to be. Therefore, that is actually functionally real because yep. it will work like that. Whether they're talking to somebody doesn't matter. They're talking to the idea of something which changes their behavior, which is a manifestation of what a spirit would do anyway if it possesses you. I had a similar experience in a therapist's office, actually. So what happened is, so I'm divorced. We'll get real personal here, but like, no shit. I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I also have like a super religious past, but that's like the conversation for another time. And yeah. I can actually explain what Michael was talking about, the mushrooms and how that's actually not quite right, but that's like, it's not wrong either. So that's Ooh, another arguments story. Arguments about religion. No, no, it. no. Definitely not an <laughs> argument. Just like a, like it's important to take things in their context, which I know you appreciate. So I'm in a therapist's office. I'm trying to be a better person, what have you. And is this, this is post divorce. Yes, this is post. And you realized that you were a complete piece of shit, totally. and you wanted to improve. Yeah, because you wanted your conditions in life, relationship wise, to improve. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's been, funny, but also been there, like, done that, also failed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm right behind you. So we're like doing well. I mean, cheers to that. Yes, I'm doing great, guys. Let me drink this alcohol real quick, <laughs> yes, then I'll finish exactly. my story. Uh, 
But what, but what the therapist did, and this is only my second or third time in, and I learned later, this is a really advanced technique back to your point about channeling Mm -hmm. is he was like, okay, I want you to imagine that your ex-wife is in the chair, this chair next to you and that you're going to talk to her. Okay. So think about that and then go. And I immediately went cold, uh, cold, wet and clammy it's MDR, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I was just like, boom, totally changed white face. Couldn't function. And I just realized that that trauma, I think similar to like mm-hmm. Sam, like I couldn't function like in the middle of that. And I hadn't dealt with any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, all that is to say that this is just a supporting point to everything that you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, that it is real, that it is, it is part of it. That trauma, you know, is carried through this ancestral channeling kind of thing yeah. going on. And it, you know, if, if Sam dealt with something right there and that's, he totally did. That's awesome. It like alleviated a huge burden. Yeah. It was so strange. And, and functionally, like I watched it happen and didn't appreciate it in the moment. It took me later to realize like, fuck, I've been making fun of people for their dumb beliefs, but I've had mm. similar dumb beliefs, yeah. like things that I, I do are like just as stupid or, or not rational, I should say, because they're not, I mean, in theory, um, anything can exist or happen or whatever. We don't understand even a fraction of kind of what's going on with reality. Uh, we don't even understand the one reality through our perception fully. Absolutely. I like my rose-colored glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I, it doesn't mean I'm not a skeptic. No, right? no, like, no, no, no. I'm, I, I'm not. I, I just... <laughs> I just think that rose-colored is the wrong color for you. No it's shit. Like, it's like, no <laughs> shit. I'm kind of like... like Iridescent tan. It was a darkly like, tinted. Yeah, like, exactly. Like piss no. and vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever those two look like together, I believe it's burnt orange. Yeah, um, apple cider vinegar. Comes, yeah, exactly. It's absolutely it's iridescent though, for sure, because like nobody knows what the fuck I'm thinking. That's for sure. <laughs> Until I post it on the internet. But <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> I, I I got no I, I don't know I, I can't worm, I, no we went down weird wormholes sorry but but it's quarantine it's, it happens see that's it what are we day th- I don't know when the day started we've been quarantined for like four fucking weeks already like I haven't been exposing myself for almost a month now I know my unemployment went through I mean I'm exposing myself but that's different I've been isolated and exposed but it's behind a glass and ten feet away at least from somebody and so they they can't actually. Oh my God, we should tell trails. That's how they should set up their strip show. They should go back to the windows. Make, make it all Amsterdam again? Yeah. Ugh, make awesome. Amsterdam great again? No, <laughs> it already <laughs> is great. Well, Amsterdam it's great. is still one of my favorites. I was going to say it was never not great. Yeah. Um, but I was just going to maybe. Keep, so I keep misspoke. Amsterdam great I'm, again? No, no, no. Bring Amsterdam to Salt Lake again. <laughs> <laughs> I think is what we meant. So I'm in the middle. It's like, like because, this. because it's a service industry. Therefore, yeah. it's shut down. It's a place yeah. where people con- congregate, and and you're just like, man, all of the people. I mean, just some of the. It's a staggering. I mean, if you think about it, and and Michael, when you were talking about our our, our mutual friend, mm. who, um, had created multiple businesses in not only in like the delivery chain, but the supply chain and the creation chain and the education mm. part of the chain. Um, to create a rather large empire Mm. and because it was all based on service and that got completely shut down 
and I realized when you were talking about that, like this whole thing is a staggering redistribution of wealth. Ooh. Right. Yeah. I mean, or or it has caused that or it has, you know, produced one of the, the effects of is that people like, okay, you had a, let's just say there's a $50 million empire Mm -hmm. that starts with manufacturing products, educating people how to use the products and then those people actually facilitating. facilitating and it's an entire sort of chain and it's in a service industry. It's based on human interaction, actual human contact, mm-hmm. communication, delivering a product that makes people feel better about themselves and all of a sudden gone, gone. And, and that, and so what happened to all of, you know, so the empire has gone mm. because the service is gone. And the real estate that was acquired to actually, you know, to, to, you know, produce the products, deliver the education and then facilitate gone. Mm. Who has it now? Who fucking has it? Qui, qui bono. Like I go back yeah. to the, you know, the last podcast right. is just like what, and if, you know, tinfoil hat, I got two layers right now. Um, <laughs> but like how in the fuck, like who is benefiting from this? Who is sitting in complete isolation benefiting and just like giggling and like muahahaha kind of kind of like how i asked michael last episode like who's gonna who's gonna rebuild this yeah who's gonna make all the new regulations and profit from the new laws that are going to go into place because of what is happening in this pandemic well so i i mean uh, the laws is a really interesting one too because yeah. now you're seeing like man with fear comes a whole new level of acceptable regulation yes oh, yeah and that becomes the most terrifying thing for me is like my biggest fear is not getting sick or potentially dying through illness my biggest fear is not being able to live the way that i want to live and i think a lot of people actually agree with that fundamentally they're just not willing to sacrifice um, their fear in the moment in order to see that through. And I think that like, yeah. I, I think you need like a cataclysmic event in order to separate that idea. And kind of what I've been talking to people uh, about, um, especially because we got our, our book printed. And so I was in there with, we all have face max on. It's really fucking awkward. Um, and yeah. checking stuff off, but kind of laughing about the whole thing. And one of the guy, the, uh, the guy that runs it is like, you know, it's going to go back to normal. And my, my first thought is like, wouldn't that be the saddest thing that if it did, <laughs> like if we just went back to exactly where we were, we would know how unprepared we are for this and that we are actually valuing the wrong things. And it's yeah. like, aren't we looking at this as an opportunity to check ourselves for leadership? And there's this really weird, um, I guess in India, they have this um, through their independence from um, uh, England, the fucking yeah. empire. Colonial rule. Yeah, they, they had this, uh, apparently some generals that rose up to take control and they like, they just deviated, uh, or separated what was important from what was not important. And they, they did a great service for the country 
And after that, after it had, you know, separated, then most of the generals moved off into like, you know, taking profits and taking advantage of their power and doing whatever. And there was one who held to his ideals and uh, he was called uh, Prakash, which means the light. He's the he's the guy who shines light on darkness. Okay. And he is uh, uncorruptible. And he kind of just went back into his normal life. And then something bad happened. Uh, I think it was around the time of Gandhi or whatever. And they called on him. They're like, we need you because you have ideals and you don't, you don't cower down in front of corruption. Like you stand up to it and there is no use for you at other times, but we need you now. And they're like, this is that time when we need to call on people who have that value system down, who, yeah. who aren't, it's not a, a partisan no. thing. It's not, oh, they, they disagree with abortion or they agree with abortion. Let's not have them. It has nothing. It's like a wartime leader that understands that the value of life is the most important thing. And the value, and who understands the value of bright light yeah. to expose yeah. things going on in shadows and under rocks. Yeah. I mean, let me just read a little quote here, mm-hmm. just because... Now I've got three layers of tinfoil You hat. got Faraday and then two layers of love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Faraday, fucking hero. Every time somebody takes a swab, a tissue sample of their DNA goes into a government database. So if you ever wanted, I mean, if you just think about population control. And and for what benefit, you know, yeah, everybody thinks they're fucking free and there's no, no control, but... Um, get woke or whatever about that particular thing um, that that nobody would would normally consent to an involuntary DNA test you know it's not a paternity suit and you're trying to save some money but you know that's a different <laughs> thing um, right? right nobody wants their DNA to go into a fucking database right. well every time they shove that fucking swab up your nose Oh, you, you like you're worried about your whether you have the virus or not. Hey, wait five days, motherfucker. You will know, yeah, whether or not you have it. So, um, so there's no rush to get yeah. tested, but everyone's rushing to get tested. Everyone is rushing to put their information into this database. That is really interesting. The, the, the test alleviates nothing. No, right? Like it does uh-uh. nothing, especially because, if, because there's no fucking treatment. Yeah, it's like, are, is your life better? Because you know you have... No, just treat everything. Like, you go into any medical facility post-HIV, post-AIDS, yeah. right? Everything is treated as infected. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, if you just walk through life... Everything is Believing infected, yeah. every human being is infected, you will change your behavior. And, so why and is so that therefore you don't need a fucking test. So why You're is either that being get called it, for, though? That we need more testing, we need more testing, we need more testing. Oh, when you can't like that okay, is the I'm number put, one thing. Let we me need get more my testing. fourth layer. Yeah, yeah. Say that the more foil. people that have it, the more fear they have, the more fear they have, the more control they have, the more rights that they will give up. Yes. It's really because even if you get test, like if you go to the ER right now, because you're like, my lungs kind of hurt. I have the sniffles. I don't know what to do. You come back and they're like, you don't have it. You just have a cold. Now you got to sit around and go, did I get it? In <laughs> while the I was hospital there, yeah. while yeah, I was yeah. there. Should I go back again in three days? Exactly. And like what creating the, and, hypochondriacs. And then what are you going to... So you test... And this is like more language. You tested positive. Yeah. Like, ah! Does that mean I'm going to... like? And then all of a sudden, all of your behavior is way more controllable. Yes. By someone who has no idea 
either. Right. What the fuck is going on? I was going to say, by creating a world full of hypochondriacs, we sure are benefiting pharmaceutical companies. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, we could start just throwing darts at a board in terms of, like, who could, you know, potentially benefit from this. And I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, that it's not real. Somebody sent me something like, hey, how do you feel about this whole thing that this was a bioweapon? You know, that was manufactured and got leaked. And I'm like, does it fucking matter? Awesome. It worked. End like, of, con- I, end of right, conversation. Because right. it doesn't matter. It's out. Yeah. It's happening. And we are all experiencing the, um, repercussions. you know, down- and, and the repercussions. ever know, seen a movie, any bioweapon automatically comes with a cure. So we'd already have it. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, so here's the, do- like, antidote. we're not doing and anything about it being you, a bioweapon. You realize, Keegan, that the antidote flew into our building today and we went to extreme measures to escort it back outside. Uh, can you imagine if the if, the if we cure just, for a pangolin disease is a bat venom or like or a bat syrup? If, if we, <laughs> we just got rid of our bat? We yeah, just, we just like we were the chosen. The bat chose us. All we had to do was let it bite us and we would I be immune. Can't, I can't believe a bat flew into our building. It's it, either an almond, an, an omen. omen. Yeah. I was going to say an almond. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, hey. it's a fruit it's bat. Good. They yeah. probably yeah. eat almonds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was trying to think of what the the omen was for a raven. What's a raven? And then what's a bat? I'm not up to speed on my I, on my omens. I, I don't either. Like it flies. Some 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 winged creature flies into the house. I think bad shit's supposed to happen. All I gotta say is I was. I was watching Seinfeld. I was nowhere near this bat, and I was watching George Costanza talk about toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> of really? all the Great. things, tis, tis true. Uh, because you sent me a couple of videos, but uh, we were just like, once we got the bat out of the building, it was in the parking lot and couldn't fly away uh. due to a broken wing. Mm. Which I'm kind of like conflicted about that. Whether it was actually broken or not, was it? How did it fly into in, the building? I don't know. Yeah. Did, so did it glide into the building? Very gently got this bat out of the building. And like, it was in the parking lot and then we're like, well, we can't leave it right here in the parking lot because someone's going to step on it and it's going to freak them out or we're going to, one of the dogs is going to go out and start playing with it, get bit, then like, you know. Raby Central. Yeah. But when it started, like when we got it squawking. on its back and it yeah. started squawking and with those yeah. teeth, holy shit. Yeah, it if it was like not bigger than the palm of my hand, I would have been fucking out of there. Fucking out of there. <laughs> well, the not... fucking bats we saw oh, in the... Australia, size of fucking toddlers, and everywhere. Yeah, no, we didn't see one. We saw fifty to a hundred oh regularly. So much. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. They got a lot of weird. But animals. but why? You're right. Australia has some fucking weird. Like yeah yeah. Go out in the like when we were down there. Uh, a couple of years ago and Selena came for six weeks with me on the Aquaman job and and uh, and a couple of times we went for a hike and you see some shit like yeah. that that's sci-fi right there that ain't real <laughs> that, that, that doesn't exist in my world that is not happening I'm, I'm like, the fucking funnel spiders or the redbacks or like any number of things that just your kanji what the, these are all like and microscopic like, oh, wait, there's, things so we're like you. broad beach so oh, yeah. whatever the east coast just south of Brisbane and uh, and so they have these canals, and you know there's freshwater canals and there's houses along them and everything and you know every, just every now and then sharks like swim like, up swim up and then be like oh this water's weird, kind of <laughs> and you know like, okay there's a shark in the river in front of my house <laughs> so then like keep the kids off the dock don't go swim today 
or I don't know. I mean, it's just a very is Australia like in a sim in an always level of danger that we're currently experiencing with the pandemic because everything will fucking kill you there. Finally, right. I mean, we're finally there. Is what I'm saying. Right, we're catching up to like but, all of their. But the thing is, it's not everything here. It's just this one thing. Just the people. It's just, not and, even really that here yet. And, <laughs> and, and and in Salt Lake, it's not even here yet. Therefore, people are behaving. It's it's. Yeah, it'll be interesting when it, if it multiplies, sort of like gets a bit more intense here. But I'm not, you know, reading about this, 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 the so-called Swedish model, Mm -hmm. right? Where they're just like, all right, protect the most Mm at-risk segments of the population. And then everybody else kind of go about your business. But let's be adult. Let's do it in an intelligent way. Like, okay, you got, you can't put like 75 people into like I'm sorry no black metal concerts yeah right yeah. you can't like have everybody in the same place and you guys can still burn down churches you uh, just can't <laughs> congregate you just and, and, and it's kind of cool because you'll when you burn them down you're guaranteed that no one is in them so it won't <laughs> be a murder a charge point. it's That's, just property yeah. damage you're not going to go to jail for that long and when your next album comes out um it, you, you know, your fans will not yet have forgotten you. Or the album cover art. Sorry, that's where I went. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well I was, played. I was trying it to give a like, catchy name. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and so, you know, part of the death surge thing is like some people are saying, hey, they're being irresponsible and, and they behaved in this way and they didn't socially, you know, distance everyone and quarantine. Death surge, that's isolate. the name of the band. Well, no. oh, there we go. Awesome. <laughs> there we yes. go. The new metal band out of Sweden. Out of Sweden. Cheers. Because Death Clock was taken. <laughs> Death Clock. It's like one of the best <laughs> cartoons ever. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Metalocalypse. I'm, I'm, God damn, it's so good. I'm go- Metalocalypse. Have you not seen it? Uh, I wasn't. Holy I'm shit. Not, I'm oh, my God. I'm going down stuff. to the Demu Burger right now. Yeah. <laughs> Get me a fucking. Fuck Christ! Oh, it's so good, dude. It's actually it's it's culturally good if you have like a background in metal. Then it, all the jokes and, make sense, and then the yes. jokes make sense. Yeah, I mean, Lords of Chaos was like my introduction into metal. Oh, oh right, okay. so which good. might be in like my top five favorite movies right now, so just good. based on absurdity. Because <laughs> in a in a world that has become absurd, <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was uh, clairvoyant, as they say. It kind of already it has been absurd. Like the way we live is fucking ridiculous. Like it's not sustainable. We Jesus. fucking know that it's not sustainable. Well, so that's where I was going with the Swedish model yeah. was one of the things they said was like, hey, if you go all hardcore right now, it's unsustainable. It can't yeah. last. And so then you'll have multiple surges mm-hmm. as people are just like, okay, I'm over it. Yeah, I'm going, it. I'm fucking going yeah. out, man. Like, fuck it. We're going to put on a free concert. Yeah free black metal concert everyone's gonna come even people who like classical music because they haven't seen any live music in a long time and then we're you know whatever and then there'll be a surge and blah 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 but if somebody realized that human beings are naturally shitty at modern human beings Mm -hmm. are naturally shitty at endurance they can't do anything like serious for a long time they will break if we impose these draconian conditions right now then um then within within a month, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever, we're going to be dealing with a fucking no, a different problem. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, you know, so we're not going to go hardcore. We're going to try and do it like in a responsible way that because we understand human nature. 
Yeah. And that is the problem in every other country. That's like when, you know, you look in the you know, DRC and some of these other African countries yeah. where they're enforcing forcing social distancing with but seven six point seven point six two by fifty one and loud bangs. Um <laughs> like look, people aren't like we can't handle this. No. Like the conditions, the, the more serious they are, the more pushback there will be. And the shorter duration, high intensity, short duration. Mm, this is fitness yeah. podcast, so we got to talk yeah. about shit like that. You want to go long, it's got to be lower intensity. That's 100% true. And I can't believe there aren't more people actually trying to fathom how you endure something. Yeah. Is not by shutting everything down. It's by strategically trying I'm going to take away your water. I'm going to take away your fucking gel packages. Yeah. I'm going to just like shut, like, sorry, now go run. Oh, you get a mile and oh, you and fucking you, collapse. And you can't wear shoes either. But think about the it, mentality of our leadership is actually trying to crossfit the fuck out of this thing by going, let's get it over faster with. Everybody hurry. But that's not what it's going to be because everybody hurries and then it slows down. So they, everybody, yes, I'm down with everybody hurry. But not in the way, not in a way of suppressing behavior. Mm. I say everybody hurry to fucking get this. Yeah. yeah. And then you roll the dice. Yeah. If you made a bunch of bad decisions for the last 20 years, <laughs> yeah, you well, might not come up on the good side of it. You might be holding, you know, a, you know, two, a, a pair. But people who managed their health, who were sort of forward thinking, who realized that a quality of life, that like diabetes is considered not, not an unhealthy condition in this country <laughs> because so many people have it. So how could it be? No, it happened to you. You didn't happen to it. I happened upon it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I fell into it and then it held me down and force fed me a bunch of, Skittles. what were those? What? Laffy Taffy. What, 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 it was something. It was something. <laughs> Keegan, you had a thing earlier. It was funny as shit. I can't. Remember. I got thrown off by so, Laffy Taffy's. Oh, <laughs> I, I haven't heard it, that in a it, while. It fucking could have been that. That's you the, know? that is the like type two candy. Like that's what I imagine everybody with type two just shoving in their face is because it's just unadulterated sugar found at the dollar store. But, but like, does it and come, you can save it, it in your car where nobody else can see you eating it and. Yeah. Does so, it come with nitrous oxide or something? Wait, is that why you laugh? I don't. Wait, I don't what, get it. What flavor? Oh, what flavor? <laughs> dude, I'm like don't banana do banana. All the way. No, no. Bananas, <laughs> banana fuck, all dude. the way. Banana is no disgusting, way, man. No, dude. Uh, that's like the one flavor. So you know what chemical that is? Yeah, it's in banana flavored Bacardi, and it makes delicious daiquiris. It <laughs> is. And if I get this wrong, I, I want to say it's a, a potassium mixed with. Uh, it's chirelated a different way, so. You get a banana flavor because of the 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 structure of the the molecule. Okay, is that the thing it does like not taste give... like banana though. Okay, I will settle for raspberry. Raspberry's okay. Okay, all right. Okay. I don't know if there's like a chewy gummy thing that's yellow that is good. Like the red ones are good. The like yellow starbursts are disgusting. That's good the point. lemon ones. Are I don't those like lemon? lemon ones? I think not, so. Not, no, no, they're they're, they're, yellow. they're just yeah. yellow. I don't think. <laughs> Exactly. Same thing as Gatorade. What flavor is this? (laughs) You have to tell us if you're a cop. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a cop, you're the worst fucking cop ever. (laughs) That's how we change from Gatorade to Starburst. (laughs) What kind of Starburst do you like? I don't need Starburst. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Cop. Fucking pig. I I think this... I love cops. Really? (laughs) Well, speaking of cops, well, why, except, why else? Why except else? when 
if you want to modify society's behavior yeah and all the cops are out sick why would you tell society about that or why would you release information that says we're not checking on these specific very specific crimes therefore don't even worry about only 20 percent of them were out sick that's an i mean so are you saying we (laughs) don't a whole shift (laughs) but and so here, here's I mean, here's no, on no, testing. Here's on, here's no. numbers on testing. I'm, I'm ready. Crime rates should go down naturally, right? Because there's nobody to fucking take an account of crimes. <laughs> they can't measure it. That's why it goes down. Therefore, crime rates go. No, okay. this is no joke. Like twenty no, percent sure. cops sure. out of work, crime goes down. <laughs> now you just showed that cops are unnecessary. So why do they tell no. people that they're out of business, other than to go, hey, if we get people reporting crimes to us, it shows that we need more cops. And I'm I'm I I wanted to say no, but I can't. <laughs> I'm, like I, but I'm we just, don't like, need them. Like, what, it, well, we certainly can't police ourselves. That's proven. I don't I mean, know. As, as a as you, you know, we can on eighty percent. I mean, we're doing what a, our law enforcement is right now. We're apparently. doing a pretty good well, job here. Well, that that is true. That is true. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm when I say we can't uh, yeah, police ourselves, I'm like being hypothetical. Culturally. But, but it's just so. I, I the, the interesting thing to me is if that twenty percent of the of the police force in New York is out is off right now. Yeah. Like it was like seven thousand cops were home sick. Two hundred and forty three or something had come back to work after having been quarantined for 14 days and given the blessing of the pope and whatever the fuck you do to (laughs) because there's no way to test whether you're still infectious because, you know, antibody test is like that's a fantasy at this point, as far as I can tell. Um, But I'm not a scientist, so maybe I'm wrong. And um, maybe when they go to give you the antibody test, they just collect the DNA that they didn't get when they (laughs) didn't swab you the first time. Um, so it's like a two layered data collection system, but, um, so let's just say that like that number is out of work and, uh, why would you, why would you announce that? Is it because you want to like people to take it seriously or because you want people you're announcing like, Hey, please go commit more crime. We can't respond in the way that we used to. And therefore our existence, you know, will be justified in the future. In fact, we would like to increase the number of police by X percent in order to deal with this new uptick in crime. Crime wave. It's, yeah. a crime, it's an uptick in crime. Corona crime wave? The corona crime wave. That could Look, be like a Dan Steely friends, novel. Also a great band. <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of friends that are actually in law enforcement, and I like them. Yes. But I'm not saying that their job is irrelevant. I'm saying most police officers are irrelevant. I'm not saying I'm, law enforcement shouldn't exist. I'm saying oh, whatever standard yeah. we have for it now it needs to change as well. So, you know, there's a behavioral standard, and I think there's an accountability issue um, that you know, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I always, I we were out the other night, you know, because I like to, you know, in order to socially distance, you also have to do some temporal distancing, yeah. which means like you go out at midnight, there's not as many people out as there are at noon. Right. Right. So when, you know, the long walk with the dog is late at night. And so we were out the other night and, uh, um, and there's, you know, cops drive, cop car drives by and like slows down and fuck gives the stink eye, you know, clocking us. And I'm like looking and I'm like, hmm, okay, what's going on here? And they drive up the road. They make a U-turn. They come back, you know, like stink eye out the passenger window, whatever. And 
Um, and, and, and then like, then there's all kinds of cops in the neighborhood. Like I see him driving around, you know, they're obviously something has happened. It's crime wave. Clearest, <laughs> clearly it's not a property <laughs> crime because in, you know, as be, because in Salt Lake right now, we're not, we're not responding yeah. to that. Uh-huh. The police is not, re- are not responding to that. So cl- there was a, some sort of personal interaction mm-hmm. that had happened. And, uh, and then we had, I think there were three drive-bys on us. And Selena's just like, fuck, what the, where the fuck are they looking at us? And I'm like, I would love to talk to a cop. (laughs) (laughs) Not even that. I'm like, oh, here, I'll toss my ID through the window. Right. Now we're going to have a different conversation because you know that I am legally carrying a weapon. Oh, yeah. I love hearing that Mm. alarm go off whenever they check an ID. Like, CCP, CCP, CCP. (laughs) It's like, and... Oh, so what would you like to talk about? Oh, have we seen anybody? No, we haven't. Anyway, so then, like, because now we have this whole, you know, sort of civilian reported crime thing on this little app we have on our phones because now we have cameras and shit on the property. And so oh, I, and I don't have one for our neighborhood, but, right. uh, you know, Ben yeah. lives up there. And I'm like, hey, dude. Yeah. Uh, what was what was up on the, 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 the neighbor's channel last night? Like, what happened? And he goes... And, and I said, because we got like totally scoped you know, all these cops, you know, on Virginia, you know, from Virginia all the way to L Street, north of South Temple. They were just like combing the fucking neighborhood. There was at least three cars. And um, and so he goes, oh, that's super weird, because 1030 last night, some late model Jeep pulled, you know, like like sped into our street, parked for like 10 minutes. And then took off afterwards, like they were trying to evade somebody or whatever. And he goes, I had both, you know, GSDs out on the deck. Axel was, or uh, Atlas was, Axel. Fuck me, Atlas. God damn it. Sorry, Ben. Anyway, (laughs) that, you know, the young one was losing his fucking mind. And of course, and I'm just like imagining Ben just like, like polishing his fucking shotgun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, and. And so while we were out sort of an hour and a half to two hours later, and he and, and so we were kind of like, okay, what happened? Because the cops aren't announcing anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, maybe a spotter vehicle, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, it's not a property crime, dude, because yeah. they wouldn't have been out. So somebody, somebody was skulking around. Somebody confronted them mm. and got pushed back from the individual. Interesting. And then called the cops and said, hey, there's a guy. He probably is wearing... Ray-Ban aviators with a black hoodie pulled up <laughs> mustache looked a lot like that Kaczynski guy <laughs> like it's whatever just anyway. always, whenever we should always whatever if we have to in the future uh, make a report we should just always describe the perp as, as Kaczynski as the Unibar oh, yeah totally just just keep that diagram on your phone and your favorites just so you can bring it up and like, you know it's like dude he's white-ish maybe 40-something male slight facial hair couldn't identify whether it was, I mean the picture I'm looking at is black and white yeah and it's a sketch <laughs> but, uh, I mean guess the ghost of Ted so how long do you think we can actually sustain this right now and I don't mean us because yeah. fuck Obviously, we can talk for hours. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. true. Nice. Yeah. Very true. He might, he might quarantine. Yeah. But, but one, this as well. Like, one guys, hour, how fucking long are we going to be in this room? Yeah, one hour 18 so far. Oh, We're just true. getting started. I would like it to be a little bit shorter so I can get it edited. <laughs> yeah, and well, tonight, I was going to say. Whatever. You know, I'm, I'm here for the I long mean, haul because I can do endurance. Right. 
Because this is a fitness podcast. But I mean, in reality, like how many people, is it going to be like a month before people like snap and they're like, fuck this. Like they're going to snap like right at the time that it quote unquote peaks here. If that's a thing that happens here. Yeah, I think so. Which will get it to, which is the wrong strategy. Yeah. Well, which was part of the thing when we were, we were I think we were talking on an earlier podcast that I was just like, ah, man, we started too early. Yeah. Oh, for it sure. Was probably, yeah. It was probably fine. So, cause I was concerned about my own endurance with it. Mm. But the only, just because, like, food-wise. No. Oh. No. Attitude-wise. Oh, okay. Like, because it's going to, it's right now, like, it started out as a 380 problem. Yeah. We've already passed 9 million 45. <laughs> and I'm up to the, you know, I'm up to the gauge. It's kind of short range. And <clears throat> pretty soon, though, like, I just don't, I just don't want it to get to a caliber that I don't have. <laughs> 50. <laughs> I, I was thinking more 338 Lapua, but... Um, if we need a 50, I'm going to get a Bearcat. Okay. I because promise. if we had a Bearcat... Oh, my God. And Dude. I was thinking the other day, how could I turn a Toyota Sienna minivan into like a like a Bearcat facsimile? Should we just start building in that outside building just some potentially end-of-the-world vehicle made like from a minivan? We'll start armoring it. Yes, Dude, Brandon wait, wait, has wait. tons of AR500. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Can we make it look like that car at the end of Animal House? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I'm yes. in then. I'm totally in. <laughs> that, uh, that'd probably be pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, just make a Mad Max mobile? Yeah. That'd be sick. We'll just get a welder, just start fucking strapping shit to it, fucking putting spikes in the wheels. My only Bars cons- on the windows. Yeah. But wait, my only concern is that we would build it in the outbuilding and it would be too big to get out the garage door. <laughs> one, one, one problem at a time. Yeah. Okay. Because we'll I mean, if we can weld a car and then we can cut a, cut a hole in the building big enough to drive it, it out. Yeah. If it's we true. need the it's car, true. we don't need the outbuilding. Fuck, Ooh. you're right. Well played, Key and Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, uh, given the quote-unquote shame culture that exists in the country these days, uh-huh. that governors and other authorities within states felt that they didn't want to be the state that yes. was like, we're not going to do it yet. And totally. then they were like, but if it gets bad here, you're the one they're going to blame it on. Exactly. So you have things like people in New York shaming like states like Alaska. There's like three cases there. <laughs> what was you're I like, telling Mark yesterday? There's <laughs> no deaths reported anyways. And there's like five cases in Wyoming. Yeah. And I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're going on right now as far as shelter in place or quarantine. Yeah, the standard social distancing there is about six miles. <laughs> right. <laughs> naturally, so, naturally. Naturally. I mean. So do you know what? Speaking of that, about governors shaming people into this and governors shaming other politicians, shaming other politicians, I have something I want to read that I've read every day for the past week. Is this in the Buckminster Fuller book? Yes. Ah, do you need a proverbial microphone to drop when you're done with this? Or do you just want to... Um, I'll do it for you. Yeah, I mean, it'll be all right. Where did it go? Ah, there it is. I just want to get to the false positives. So this is, I, I, when I came across this, it was like, this is like one of the best things I've ever read. Um, and that's why, I mean, it's all highlighted to shit and underlined or whatever. But so to put some, some history on this, um, in 1851, Seattle, chief of the Squamish and other Indian tribes around Washington's Puget Sound, delivered what is considered to be one of the most beautiful and profound environmental statements ever made. The city of Seattle is named for the chief, whose speech was in response to a proposed treaty under which the Indians were persuaded to sell 2 million acres of land for $150,000. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, if you're ever going to buy anything, you want to get it for as little as possible. (laughs) Here is his letter to the United States government. How can you buy or sell the sky, the warmth of the land, the idea strange to us? If we do not own the freshness of the air and the sparkle of the water, how can you buy them? Every part of this earth is sacred to my people. Every shining pine needle, every sandy shore, every mist in the dark woods, every clearing and humming insect is holy in the memory of experience of my people. The sap which courses through the trees carries the memories of the red man. The white man's dead forget the country of their birth when they go to walk among the stars. Our dead never forget this beautiful earth, for it is the mother of the red man. We are part of the earth, and it is part of us. The, perfume, the perfumed flowers are our sisters. The deer, the horse, the great eagle, these are our brothers. The rocky crest, the juices in the meadows. The body heat of the pony and man all belong to the same family. So when the great chief in Washington sends word that he wishes to buy our land, he asks much of us. The great chief sends word he will reserve us a place so that we can live comfortably to ourselves. He will be our father and we will be his children. So we will consider your offer to buy our land, but it will not be easy, for this land is sacred to us. This shining water that moves in the streams and rivers is not just water, but the blood of our ancestors. If we sell you land, you must remember that it is sacred, and you must teach your children that it is sacred, and that each ghostly reflection in the clear water of the lakes tells of events and memories in the life of my people. The water's murmur is the voice of my father's father. The rivers of our brothers... They quench our thirst. The rivers carry our canoes and feed our children. If we sell you our land, you must remember and teach your children that the rivers are our brothers and yours, and you must henceforth give the rivers the kindness you would give any brother. We know that the white man does not understand our ways. One portion of land is the same to him as the next, for he is a stranger who comes in the night and takes from the land whatever he needs. The earth is not his brother, but his enemy, and when he has conquered it, he moves on. He leaves He leaves his father's grave behind, and he does not care. He kidnaps the earth from his children, and he does not care. His father's grave and his children's birthright are forgotten. He treats his mother, the earth, and his brother, the sky, as things to be bought, plundered, sold like sheep or bright beads. His appetite will devour the earth and leave behind only a desert. I do not know. Our ways are different from your ways. The sight of your cities pains the eyes of the red man. There is no quiet place in the white man's city. No place to hear the unfurling of leaves in spring or the rustle of the insect's wings. The clatter only seems to insult the ears. And what is there to life if a man cannot hear the lonely cry of a whippoorwill or arguments of the frogs around the pond at night? I am a red man and I do not understand. The Indian prefers the soft sound of the wind darting over the face of the pond and the smell of the wind itself cleansed by the midday rain or scented with pinion pine. The air is precious to the red man, for all things share the same breath. The beast, the tree, the man, they all share the same breath. The white man does not seem to notice the air he breathes. Like a man dying for many days, he is numb to the stench. But if we sell you our land, you must remember that the air is precious to us. The air, the, That the air shares its spirit with all the life it supports. The wind that gave our grandfather his first breath also receives his last sigh. And if we sell you our land, you must keep it apart and sacred as a place where even the white man can go to taste the wind that is sweetened by the meadow's flowers. 
You must teach your children that the ground beneath their feet is the ashes of our grandfathers, so that they will respect the land, tell their children that the earth is rich with the lives of our kin. Teach your children that we have taught our children that the earth is our mother. Whatever befalls the earth befalls the sons of the earth. If men spit upon the ground, they spit upon themselves. This we know, the earth does not belong to man, man belongs to the earth, all things are connected. We may be brothers after all, we shall see. One thing we know, which the white man may one day discover, our God is the same God. You may think now that you own him as you wish to own our land, but you cannot. He is the God of man, and his compassion is equal for the red man and the white. This earth is precious to him, and to harm the earth is to heap contempt on its creator. The whites too shall pass, perhaps sooner than all other tribes. Contaminate your bed, and you will one night suffocate in your own waste. But it is your, but in your perishing you will shine brightly fired by the strength of the God who brought you to this land, and for some special purpose gave you dominion over this land and over the red man. That destiny is a mystery to us, for we do not understand when the buffalo are slaughtered, the wild horses are tame, the secret corners of the forest heavy with the scent of many men, and the view of the ripe hills blotted by talking wires. Where is the thicket? Gone. Where is the eagle? Gone. The end of living and the beginning of survival. Oh, but don't worry. We will reserve a place for you. Fuck. <laughs> um, Prophetic, maybe? No. I think we might be done here <laughs> for the day. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm descended from pieces of shit. Yeah. Okay. I think yep. we all are. Yeah. Yeah. Bottoms up. yeah that's all i got you took whatever i got (laughs) away save it for 109 (laughs) yeah wow on that sober note i'll say if if we're calling it i just wanted to give a shout out if that's okay yeah to paul warrior whose dog passed away today oh Uh, just let him know if he listens to this we're thinking about him Cheers We're to all that. dog lovers in this room. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it's not quite bottoms up, but I will toast. Raise. And raise a glass. I think, too, on Keegan's note, that definitely do deference. Deference is due to those people who are in the medical profession and dealing with this shit on the front lines. Yeah. Was talking to a friend of ours just now, and you know we can talk about who's going to benefit and mm-hmm. all these things, and you know what have you. But at the end of the day, there are people who are, um, someone's trying. People are trying to help. Yeah, people are trying to help, and they're dealing with it. And it's people are, are dying, even though those death tolls are not as big as like car accidents. It's like it doesn't matter, you know. Like death is still death, and it's a thing that's affecting our society. Yeah, I mean, and talking with our. I was texting back and forth with uh, Sean Kingery today, and mm. um, you know he's a fireman, so he's in emergency services, and uh, he was m- mentioning something. And we were—I was trying to kind of get to the bottom of it, just to understand why. But the county that he lives and works in, Colorado, um, is withholding the the infection numbers and the death numbers. Like they, the fire, like the EMS people, they can't, even, they, they don't even know. They're not even told. And he said like, yeah, we got, you know, one guy infected for sure. A friend, you know, who, uh, the, 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 
uh, is in the hospital, you know, like young guy in the hospital on a fucking ventilator. And they had like, I think a dozen um, who uh, EMS personnel who had tested positive, who were in quarantine waiting test results or not to test positive. They have been tested and they were awaiting the results. And so they're in quarantine. They can't come to work. They can't respond to emergencies. They can't. And I'm just like, dude, wow. what, um, what do you, what do you do? And he goes, Oh yeah, we had a shutdown one station. And so other, you know, so there's guys from, you know, the, the station that is working that has to respond out of their territory and that kind of thing. And it's kind of like stretching the resources a little bit thin. And like, man, and I said, you know, like, what about PPE? And he just said, yeah, we're making do with what we have, but nobody obviously was ready to address this. And um, not exactly. I mean, you never know what you're what you signed up for. We all have expectation, and reality often changes those or you know whatever but um i don't have a concluding well, i don't either you know, you know, remark so <laughs> we'll just uh well it's not over that's why we don't have a conclusion <laughs> yeah it's time to uh time to endure folks on every level Let's go make some tinfoil hats. Oh, dude, I got a, <laughs> I got a month supply because I, I only made a month because I figured it'd be over by then. I mean, the t- <laughs> now you got to make two months because they just extended it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and 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 I, and I finally realized partway through the tinfoil hat making process that they actually didn't know what they were talking about, <laughs> and I only stopped at a month because. I ran out of tinfoil and I wasn't willing to go to the grocery store to get more. And Amazon was out. And like, and I don't know if that has something to do with the lack of toilet paper. I'm just like, do you go through, like, there's no toilet paper. I'll buy saran wrap. And then they buy up all the saran wrap. And you're like, fuck, no saran wrap. What's next? Tin foil. That's going to hurt. <laughs> but wax, I'll get calluses. Wax paper first. Parchment paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wax paper. Oh, shit. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe go to the art store. What and, if you just put, use like, butcher paper? What if you use the bag from the grocery store? Um. I'm just trying to avoid all things aluminum foil. Well, that's what that's what I <laughs> that's what I used to put my recycling in because we still recycle, right? <laughs> Good point. Okay, so For so now. those so those paper bags are sacred. Save the cheerleader, save the world. <laughs> Somebody will get that. Until next time. <laughs>